I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane, I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this mannequin. Oh my God, no! And, oh and, Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, and and Vince is yelling at me. God damn it! Do it harder! Make more noise and stuff. It's got to be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. Hey, as we get started, let's mention that it's Amazon Prime Days, October the 11th and 12th. Best prices of the year. Get your holiday shopping done early. Aloha. KatieVick.com is our Amazon site. That's KatieVick.com. We want to start with uh, Sammy versus Andrade. Um, <clears throat> when did What was your immediate feeling when you heard that Sammy Guevara and Andrade had gotten into a backstage, shall we say, altercation? I'm like, okay, who started this? My feeling goes with Sammy, but the more I read into it, of course, it seemed to be more of Andrade, but I'm still not letting Sammy off the hook. I, I still think he's probably got some, I don't know, some some guilt there somewhere, you know? I would say um, Sammy is going to, as, as Jim Cornette would say, Sammy's going to run that dick liquor until somebody just pounds him into, into the turf. I'm it's telling you, dude. He's, he's, I'm he's, telling he's, you. He's bound and determined to get that little ass kicked, and somebody's going to take him up on it. So I, I don't I, – I, I was so depressed when I heard that these two got into an actual fight backstage. And, again, I don't know what happened. There are various accounts. I do know this. I do know that one guy was allowed to go ahead and go forward with his match on AEW Dynamite. The other guy was sent home. So it kind of tells you that the company is kind of siding with one guy over another guy, don't you think? Uh, yeah. And, and, and I think the problem is this it, 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 with, uh, in relation to Sammy, I think they took this as an individual, uh, incident, which it was, but if you add up all the shit that Sammy's been involved with, including the TNA thing, that whole debacle, when he went over there and ran his mouth and too good for them kind of shit. And then the whole, uh, Eddie Kingston stuff, you know, whether Sammy was at full fault of this or no fault of this, he was involved with it. So I th- I don't know if he should have been on that night. You know, that, that just seemed a little obvious to me. I'm just, I mean, well, there, he, he is in the middle of a lot of shit, but I'm just like, I I'm tired of, I want to support this promotion. I want to support what they do. Me too. I like what they do, but you, they make it so fucking hard. They make it so fucking hard to to do this because they just keep getting into all these backstage fights. I did see Tony Khan was like, I'm bound to determine to get that Booker of the Year award from Dave Meltzer. Motherfucker, if the shit that you booked backstage was half as good as the shit you showed on television, we wouldn't be having this discussion. You'd be kicking Triple H's ass right now. <laughs> the, shit, the shit that goes on backstage. That's a true man, statement. I, I'm sorry, but that's 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 how I fucking feel. I'm so this should not be happening. And it's like, it, it, it's a direct reflection on you. And the more that people, they bring it up. And every time in these interviews, and by the way, stop doing interviews, Tony, you're, you're just fucking everything up. You're not making anything better. He, every time they bring this up, all oh, the backstage stuff, it's been overplayed. No, it's, it's not. Been, it's been overplayed. No, it hasn't. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm sure on a weekly basis at WWE, they got people just beating the shit out of each other. I'm sure that happens all the time. You, you and we and we never hear about it. We never hear about it. It's like the most fucked up shit in the in the universe that these guys have this shit going on all the time. Guys, I I, I can't. It, it's so depressing. To me, that this shit goes on, and I, I, I was paying sort of because people would come up to me and go, "Well, did you see what you know, Sammy, Sammy and Andrade are doing on Twitter?" And I went, "Nah, you know, you, you see this shit in the NBA where this guy, I'll say this guy to this, you know, for, former teammates or something. It, it never really turns in. It's just guys bitching at each other. So that's kind of what I thought it was. I thought it was just guys going back and forth, bitching, complaining, and just bitching and all this other stuff. And then it turns into like real fisticuffs backstage." One guy gets sent home. The other guy's able to do his. They cancel an entire match, which, by the way, was one of the dumbest fucking matches that would have ever been booked anyway. Wasn't it like a mask versus career match? Something like that, yeah. And to two guys who had never wrestled before, for for some reason, they were just going to show up. One guy was going to put his mask on the line. The other guy was going to put his career on the line. Yeah. <laughs> All or nothing, bitch. There's your book. There's your uh, you know booker of the year once again in the Meltzer Awards. It, it's so embarrassing. It's so awful. And, and I'll you, tell you something else that bothers me, and I don't know if it bothers you like it does me, but, you, you know, it's always a fine line anyway between shoot and work in, in wrestling, it seems like, and, and especially with with Twitter and, and, and just the Internet in general. It's, it's hard to distinguish a lot of times between the shoot and work stuff, like the, you know, the whole CM Punk thing a few couple months ago i mean it took a second for people to figure out yeah that was that was a real deal but i i don't know i think it bothers me i think it kind of um well to me to me it puts a bad stigma on or or maybe i should say a worse stigma i don't know but uh, more of a stigma on wrestling when you have to distinguish between shoots and works like this all the damn time. I don't like that. I mean, I like it once in a while when you're kind of like, mm, I wonder what's really going on there, but it's gotten like, it's just out of hand now, you know? And, and the more of it, it seems to be more of a shoot than a work anyway. When, when people start taking to Twitter and, and all that shit, it, it's, it's more of a, it seems to be more of a shoot these days that it is a, people just trying to get their match, the match that's, coming up whoever it is and whatever event it is just trying to get some you know clicks for that and people to tune in for it but i don't know i just think it's gotten out of hand and it's just on top of the whole bullshit it's just making it worse for people to like i said distinguish between the two it's just it's fucked up and I, i'm listening to Meltzer, and they're like uh well it's clear andrade's trying to get fired right he wants to get fired he wants to go back to wwe blah 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 I think that's too clear and so now the the idea is that okay, I'm gonna hit somebody, I'm gonna make you fire me. And Tony's like, no, 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 you go home, and we're still gonna pay you. <laughs> you do understand that you can fire people for cause. You do, you do understand that's possible. Like, and in fact, if you're part of a company and somebody is coming to work and hitting people and threatening to do that and then carrying through with it, you kind of have an obligation as a company to fire the guy. And I and I'm pretty sure that contract that he signed for till yes. whenever I believe that would be a moot point. <laughs> I'm saying it's in the if it's, if you don't have something in your contract that says if you rape somebody, if you beat somebody, <laughs> if you uh, plant a bomb at a federal building, 
If you uh, go as an active assailant at a mall and wipe people out, what would Tony? Con- I can't do anything. He's still under contract. I'm going to send him home and pay him. Yeah, no, it says it right here. And you know, here, and I got to go back to the situation. His his fantastic legal mind, Mega. You know, they fired a coach for cause last year in Jacksonville. I don't know if you heard that. that, that Jacksonville. Yeah, the, okay. the, 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 company that, the company that's adjacent to AEW, the company that's owned by Tony's daddy that he supposedly is an executive and has a great hand in running, uh, they, they fired a coach for a cause. Now, Brian, do you remember what the straw that broke a camel's back on sending Urban Meyer home and not paying out his $12 million a year contract was? Um, only thing that comes to mind was that whole – him and his wife and that friend of theirs and all that. That was, that was part of the ongoing saga. Yeah, but I don't the, think that was it. I, I can't remember the exact thing. Though. When he assaulted stupid. one of his players. Oh, when yeah. The, when the right. word came out that he was assaulting one of his ki- kickers. Ah, how did I forget? Ah, stop the music. We're done with you. And by the way, we're not going to send you home and pay you. We're not going to pay you any more money because we have a clause in there that says you can't hit people. You, we're, but we're not see, gonna... in football, you don't hit. Oh, never mind. (laughs) And see, Mega, who was part of the Jacksonville Jaguars legal team, would have allegedly had a hand in sending somebody home and firing them for cause for, you know, someone who was making $12 million. I don't think Andrade is making $12 million. So, again, it sets up a comic principle where Andrade is like, I'm fine, Tony. I will be back next week. I will be very professional. And he comes back and he just slugs somebody again. You going to fight me yet, bitch? Okay, I go home. Wait for the check. This happens in a you know just a succeeding number of weeks. And Tony Khan continues to tell me there's no problem backstage. Everybody's happy backstage. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. everybody loves each other. It's kumbaya. I ha- they're basically fucking each other backstage. I have to break them apart. That's how much of a love fest the backstage uh, situation is at all elite wrestling. It's one continuous Zen moment backstage. It's just, it's, it's so, so sad. And I just know the numbers from Rampage and Battle of the Belts are going to be shit. And people are going to shit on them and it's fine. But geez, they're just, they're just dying right now. This company that you hear the ticket sales are not that great in the upcoming events. Like I think they're going to be in Toronto coming up this week. It's supposed yeah. to be a huge, huge deal. Ah, I just, it's, it's just the saddest thing. Uh, it is. And, and, and the thing is it's fixable, but if you let this shit go on, it's, it's going to slowly, and if it hasn't already slowly turned in or will turn into WCW 2000. And mm. I mean, it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of getting there now with all these bullshit little, you know, dramatic feuds that are taking place backstage i mean it's just i mean i don't know man is it what's going on i mean what what's in the water at aw for all these people to get all up in everybody's face like that I mean, it's just there, i don't i don't know it's there, just weird to me there's a lack of leadership people are unhappy they're not booking things worth a shit they do not have strong leadership they have no idea what's going on in terms and, and here's the other thing tony every time he brings this up and in, 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 he's like you know one of the guys at uh, Discovery Media gave me a book on disruptor brands. I'm trying to be Pepsi. Motherfucker, right now, if you were RC, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. He's more like, I don't know, diet right. <laughs> Fago. Fago. <laughs> 
Man, he, he just, it just, it's so, I want the company to succeed. I want them to do well. I thought for the longest time they had the best show on television. I thought their papers oh, were amazing. Yeah. And then you get, now they, they did come out. You heard that Moxley signed his new five-year deal. Yes. Yes. Part of that was apparently his contract was up while he was still champion. Okay. I knew it was up sometime, but I didn't know it was actually Theoretically, Theoretically, bookers of the year don't allow contracts to come up while a guy still has a belt. I mean, just in theory, that that's not I don't think that's ever happened. I don't think your Bill Watts's, certainly not your Vincent Kennedy McMahon's, your Roy Shires, your Paul Bosch's, your James Crockett Jr.'s, your Dusty Rhodes's. They were like, hey, it's okay. Bunch of nobodies. I, I would say also like if Moxley had the, you know, about the time if it came up like in July. And it was kind of dragging on. Then all of a sudden, the CM Punk thing happened. And they kind of needed Moxley to be the guy. Right. At that point, I'm sure he called Tony and was, yeah, that last offer, why don't you add a zero to that? <laughs> yeah. Jesus <laughs> Christ. What is happening well, right now? What What is happening in this world? I, well, apparently, it's almost like it's either one extreme or the other in AEW. It's like people are really pissed off and don't want to be there. Or they're just happy as freaking shit and, you know, ready to sign lifetime contracts. I don't, that's what it seems like. There's no in between. And then they keep like going, well, Tony, when are you going to uh, unveil the new, uh, that was another one. It's like, well, you, your ratings haven't been up to date. You haven't done any new ratings in a while. Uh, I'm getting to that. This is, I'm, I'm telling you, all of this is a direct reflection. Uh, uh, it's a direct reflection of his leadership. This is a failure of his leadership. The culture, oh, yeah, absolutely. The culture and everything else has just been completely fucked up, and he has to take responsibility for that. Uh, will he though? That's the problem. Well, I don't think he sees himself as the problem, and that's the. There's like a, a, you know a point of reflection where it's like, no, nah, everything's great. If you if you don't, the the key to fixing a problem is admitting that there is a problem. True. If you, you know, you know, people who are alcoholics or drug addicts or whatever, they have, they're obese. If they fail to even recognize, well, there's a problem. Um, I'm a diabetic. Um, I'm an alcoholic. I don't make it to work five days out of the week. Um, you know, I'm, I, I woke up in a gutter with a, a needle in my arm. I, I don't see what the problem is. Everything's great. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you know? <laughs> So you have to first acknowledge that there's a problem. And then after that, you can start to address it. But if you don't ever do that, then it's just, and I don't even know how to really go about fixing. I know that guys like Brian Danielson is very, very good at staying out of the fray, right? He's really good. He's like, I'm out of this. I'm going to be over here. If you guys need me, I'm good. He's Switzerland. He's always Switzerland, man. And, you know, there's something to be said for, like, just being the guy that kind of stays out of the shit. I think. Oh, yeah. In in this case, for sure, man. Uh, and it's all childish, goddamn soap opera crap, you know? I, but, you, but you and I would have no credibility if we didn't acknowledge that every bit of the momentum right now is in favor of WWE. All of it right now is in favor of WWE. As much as I hate um, to admit it, yeah. as shitty as some of the booking has been, as hokey as some of the shit has been, and Extreme Rules was very good in some ways, and in some ways it was not 
all that great. They had a couple of really good matches. Like the first one and the last one I thought were fantastic. Chef's Kiss. I have nothing to say about that. There was no payoff on the Miz and Dexter Luma shit, which was those skits were just embarrassing and awful and not funny and the kind of shit that Bruce Mitch, uh, Bruce Pritchard thinks is the funniest shit ever. Uh, that sucked. But overall, it's very, very good. The, and now they've got Bray Wyatt uh, back as well. So every, every bit of the momentum right now with their season premiere of Raw coming up on Monday night is in favor of WWE. You, you and I both recognize that. Yeah, yeah. Admittedly. I, um, I, I, well, I, I, well, here's the thing too about um, uh, the that whole you mentioned the Dexter Loomis thing. I just want to touch on that for a second, right? Um, I kind of had a feeling the last time we saw this. I guess it was last week on Raw or SmackDown, whatever they're on. I can't even remember, but it seemed like that was starting to just touch the line of getting old. You know what I'm saying? I'm with you. And and I and I and I'm with you on the whole extreme rules thing. You thought there was going to be a payoff finally, but no. That that uh, yeah, I'm with you on that totally, man. I don't I don't like this shit shit like that being dragged on forever. Let's go through uh, extreme rules live from Philadelphia, complete with all kind of '90s graphics on the screen. Uh, we start the show off with the brawling brutes versus Imperium, which turned out to be a really fun match. I thought and. Maybe if you don't see anything else, you should watch that one because they did a lot of pretty cool shit in that one. Yeah, I, the brutes are growing on me. I just don't like their name. I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't mind the wrestlers themselves, but the the name is just kind of VKM ish. Yeah, <laughs> it is very. It does have a kind of a, a VKM tincture to it. Um, and the winner of that match was, uh, let's see, the brawling brutes is grade of A minus. Brutes defeat Imperium via pinfall. With a grade of A minus, according to CBS Sports. CBS. Then, then we had a little bit of an uh, interesting match here. Liv Morgan, your champion is Ronda Rousey. Of course, they've been some screw jobs involving referees. They're making that one referee, Jessica, look like absolute dog shit on television these days. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love, I love the idea that they're like, whoa, look at us. We're promoting a woman. We've got a woman in the main roster as a referee. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Now they're going to make her look like shit, like she's completely Look how crappy she is. <laughs> that seems to be the story. <laughs> it's like when you, when you look, and that's another thing AEW has done right. Aubrey is always, to me, portrayed anyway, as completely competent, in charge in the ring. I think she does great stuff. I think she's an excellent referee, but they try to make this Jessica person look like just complete dog shit every time she's on TV these days. And she's fine. That's the thing. Yeah. She's fine. There's nothing wrong with her. Liv Morgan against Ronda Rousey in Extreme Rules, and eventually Ronda Rousey does get uh, Liv Morgan to pass out with a smile. Liv Morgan passes out with a smile, and now Ronda Rousey is, in fact, your champion. And then Liv Morgan was laughing maniacally after the match, which made you think she may be part of the Wyatt family thing or Bray Wyatt's return or something. Yeah, well, now it makes sense, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's it or not, but it would make sense, I guess, if that that were the case. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of Ronda Rousey'd out. Um, I don't. I mean, I, she's fine if she wants to be there, but I don't. I, I just don't think she needs to be the champ. I think, I don't know, maybe I, it might depend on which city you go to, but the crowds don't seem to be quite as hot for her as they once were. Right. Uh, and, and well, you can say the same for Liv Morgan too, uh, for that matter. But if, and, and I really have no problem 
and I, and I like live a lot. And when we've talked about this before, we right. both like live a lot, but I don't really have a problem with her losing the belt. I, I don't just wish it was. Yeah. I just don't, I just wish it wasn't Rhonda. I'm just, I'm just tired of her. I wish she'd have lost it to somebody else. And, um, let somebody else have a run with it. I, I don't. I don't know. Um, I think Ronda against uh, like Shayna Baszler would be good. I think that's going to be that could. I think I'm tired of Ronda in the current incarnation with Liv, and now that you yes. see it and you think that Liv is going to be with Bray Wyatt, it's like mm, let's just substitute one blonde for another blonde. How about that? That'd be good. Hey man, you know nobody will know. Can't can't wait for the shithouse Firefly TV show with Liv Morgan. That's going to be good, right? <laughs> can't wait. Mm, playing the part of Harley Quinn, Liv Morgan. Uh, no, I think uh, I'm okay. I'm okay with Rhonda per se. I think she's all right. She's a, uh, and as far as you're being tired of her, it's like she's a uh, Brock Lesnar with a slightly larger penis. Right? <laughs> I believe you nailed it. <laughs> I think that's that's it. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross. This one was the one that Meltzer and Alvarez were a little critical of because Karrion Cross refused to put the strap on originally, and then they finally brawled all over the place. And uh, they said Karrion Cross still in, it, it was one of Karrion Cross's best matches, but that's only by default, really, in world wrestling entertainment. Uh, he's essentially like a big brute that can't really work that what much. There's not that really a lot special about him. I think the blonde that's usually about six inches on his right would be the thing that's most special about carrying cross at this point. So I would concur. Yeah. <clears throat> to get, if that's what you need to get over, that's what you need to get over. But yeah, now, now their entrance, their entrance is really pretty hot. I like their entrance. Yeah, after after that, then the bell rang, right? As Bruce well, Richard likes you know, to say. I'm just saying. I'm trying to find some positives here. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. No, I I I, I agree. I think you <laughs> something about him is you expect more out of out of him. You never get it. It's like we've yeah, been you're right, man. You're right. It seems like we've been expecting him more for a while out of him, and we haven't been getting it. Yeah, and I'm not sure exactly what I'm expecting, but you're so right on that. I, I I don't know exactly what I'm looking for in him because he does like some of the big guy moves and that sort of thing. But he does he doesn't just, sell very well. And I'm not saying because no. like basically Roman has like four offensive moves, and Stone Cold Steve Austin would tell you all day he's only got like four offensive moves. I'm not like it's not like when Vince said that Otis needed to go back to Florida and learn how to do like planches and stuff. <laughs> God damn it, he can't work. Well, he weighs like <laughs> 450 pounds. That's what he does. I mean, Jesus. During the last 10 years when you were booking the shit out of Andre, do you think he could work? No. 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 He didn't really need to. But he, he, <laughs> he I mean, Carrion should bring more to the table than his elbows. Well, <laughs> Well, the thing about those people you mentioned, like Austin and, and Austin and all and Roman, yeah, their personality kind of takes up or makes up rather for for their lack of in ring moves and ability, I guess. Exactly. And, and Carrion's just hit, like you said, his personality is six inches to his right. So yeah. I don't. I mean, I want to like the guy. I don't really hate him or anything. It's just I, I just I, I don't know. It's just something just not there, man. Uh, yeah, it's just not there. Uh, the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Bailey in a ladder match. Uh, Belair defeats Bailey to retain the title. This one gets a great B plus. I thought this match was okay. I thought it was pretty good. 
I'll get a, B plus is about right, you know. Yeah, it's 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 an all right match. And then I mean, Edge it's a ladder versus, match, man. Edge versus Finn Balor in that I don't understand what that pit was. I don't get it because there's two levels to it, and you can do stuff from the top and like. Um, Riddle, Wait, was, you talking about Riddle and? Let me see. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm skipping ahead. Edge versus Finn Balor, where Beth gets involved, and then they threaten to kill his wife, and then. Uh, Edge has to quit, and then hey, shock of all shocks, the heels still go through with a concerto on his wife. How about that? Quit. Who knew that would happen? I had no clue. Who knew that was going to happen with Rhea Ripley was going to do that, and she was going to go ahead and just say, "You better quit, or I'm going to kill your wife." Okay, I quit. I'm still going to kill your wife. Oh <laughs> shit! Who knew? That one gets a grade of A minus. Says what a conclusion. The match was fine up until all the interferences, and they kicked it into another gear. The sheer number of interferences could have dissolved into chaos, but instead elevated the match. I will never be a fan of the father-son violence between Dominic and Ray. Well, that's where we part company, sir. However, it did succeed in making me feel uncomfortable. Edge looked legitimately pained and defeated as he was forced to utter, I quit. He really sold the emotion while he and the officials attended to an unconscious Beth Phoenix. WWE managed to turn a middling judgment day into a legitimately dangerous, provocative, and sinister force. Will dock half a point for the length. The first half seriously dragged. It could have been 10 minutes shorter. I don't know if it's a match of the year in terms of entering action, but it stands out. Yeah, he, that's right. The, the emotion was good. The entering action was only okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I would say. Well, I, I will say this too. I, I, this feud is starting to get long in the tooth. And I, I'm just, I don't know. Maybe it's my ADHD or, or something, but I just, I can only hold my attention to feuds like this for so long. And I think I've gone over this plenty of other times in our podcast. I just, the, I, I don't know what the end game is. I, I don't know what the I end game either. is. And, and it doesn't look like Finn is really the natural leader of these guys. Honestly, I would be happier if like Damian Priest and, um, and Rhea Ripley turned on him. To yeah. me, to me, that would, yeah. be, he doesn't, he's not like the natural leader. You were seeing the, um, his interviews with Carl Anderson going, hey, we've got some unfinished business in WWE, leading people to think that maybe the good brothers would come back in and they would eventually do the Bullet Club the way they were supposed to do the Bullet Club, you know? Right, right, right. Which would be interesting. But I, as far as Finn being the leader of whatever this thing is, nah, I'm not. I'm ringing up a nose tail. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My throat is dry. Okay. I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm done dying. God damn it. Quit coughing. You're gonna you're gonna give us all your germs. You're gonna start sneezing. You son of a bitch. I got a Z pack for you right here. Yeah. You know, he's I, we haven't talked about that, but he's gone now. Dr. Amon is no longer with us. Oh. I mean, he's not dead, but he's gone from the company. Well, he's dead as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> as far, and here's here's what I have to say about that. Because they said Dr. Amon has left and it's gone, and it kind of quietly took him out the door. Let me make sure. I get the story because uh, I got a Dr. Amon. It's gone. There it is. There's the report. And this is, uh, again, we're a little late on this because we haven't been recording as consistently as we normally do, folks. Because, you know, life has just intruded upon us for here for this. From Cage Side Seats, September the 29th, longtime WWE physician Dr. Chris Amon is reportedly gone from the company. The news comes from PW Insider, which is also reporting that Amon was not fired. Oh, really? Okay. Definitely not fired. Which means he was fired. He was, he was asked to leave. Is that what yeah. it is? 
Amon was most recently in the news from 2015 to 2018 when he sued CM Punk and Colt Cabana for defamation following Punk's infamous tell-all podcast in late 2014. Uh, he lost the court case, which was, of course, being bankrolled by Vince McMahon. Here's what I have to say about this. Previously, Dr. Amon was kind of tagged for having inappropriate relationships with a couple of roster talents. One of them was Jillian Hall. Hmm. Wasn't so you got to wonder in the in the wake of Vince's problems, Johnny Ace's problems, if they decided, eh, we're gonna go ahead and get rid of you two because we got a little issue with people putting their dicks and people they shouldn't do that. Yeah, that, that probably was a smart move if that Again, was the case. I don't want to be sued, Dr. Amon, because I know you're you're in the habit of doing that, and I would love to get into a discovery <laughs> situation with you at a trial somewhere, but I'm just saying. Would you be terribly surprised if the people in charge were finally like, uh, in the wake of our other sex scandals, let's just go ahead and say goodbye to this guy as well. How's that sound? <laughs> How's that sound? Uh, I, I, you know, who knows? But if it, like I said, if, it, if they did do that, then now I think that was probably a smart move. And, and but it, it would be great. Like the irony would be if, if he went and was a consultant or on the board of directors for the company that makes Z packs, I don't know who that is. I don't know if that's Bristol Myers, Squibb, or whoever, but if you got a job doing that. Irony, man. Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins. It is the fight pit, whatever the fuck the fight pit is, because it's got yes. two levels to it. And then you can go on top, and Matt was doing shit off the top of it. And then Daniel Cormier, for absolutely no reason whatsoever, was the guest referee. And he may do some more stuff in WWE, but we don't know. We're not sure. Um, yeah, I, I never really got into that. Daniel Cormier thing, but did you see how he got? You see how he got like to be part of the family or whatever? He he just took a text from Seth Rollins. Like Seth goes, "Hey, we're doing this match. You want to be involved? Okay, cool. Okay, solid booking. Now, this, <laughs> yeah. this, this is one of those. By the way, if you were if if you wanted to make the the turnaround that this was something that never would happen when Vince was there. Like, Who the fuck is Daniel Cormier? God damn it! So he wouldn't have had any idea and never would have let him be involved. Yeah. Meanwhile, Triple H, of course, jumps on the situation and decides he absolutely has to be a part of this for no reason whatsoever. But he was. But he was. And it's a good main event, which is completely going to be forgotten because of what happened afterwards. Riddle defeats Roth, finally gets his win. To me, that, that was the most sensible conclusion to this was that uh, Riddle got the win, and it was a strong win for Riddle because he made him submit. Right? I mean that that works for me. Right, right, right. That's I, I can't. I, I'm not gonna. I, I'm gonna make fun of Triple H's booking and some of the W because I don't think the WWE booking is all that great. But it's just it's just better than AEW right now, which is the lowest bar possible. Well, yeah. at this point in time, yeah, well, yeah, and I and I say this too. I, I'm glad that feud finally ended. I asked. One good thing too that I like about I, well, I'm assuming it has. I think that's you know they can yeah. Move there you go now. again. There but you go I'm again. Not, I should I should <laughs> I know I shouldn't assume here. So, but it seemingly uh, has come to an end. So that that would be good if that's the case because I think it's time for both of those dudes to to move on. And then immediately afterwards, we forget all about that shit because then we have uh, oh. Michael Cole. All right, we're in. Good night from Philadelphia. And then all of a sudden, oh my God, are we still on the air? We still on the air? Are we still are we on, the, on air? the air? Is this happening? Am I? Is that? Let me do that line again. Are we still on the air? Are we still on the air? Are we still on the air? 
Jesus Christ. That's the stuff like that you try to tell people that you enjoy wrestling and they're like, well, it's kind of insulting to your intelligence. No, it isn't. Then you go, are we still on the air? Well, here's a newsflash. We've never been on the air. This is streaming on, on, a, on an app. It's on the yeah. internet. It's not on the to air. To start with, yes. Let's just let's just go with that first off. <clears throat> Second off, we know what you're doing. And then there's all sorts of images, and we get the Firefly Funhouse and all the shit. And then there's various white rabbits that are stationed at various entrances in the loge level there in Philadelphia. I guess that's Wells Fargo Arena. I'm a, I'm assuming, yeah. I think that's what it was because it used to be Wachovia. I don't know what it was. Anyway, so the, and then people are just, it's so stupid because they put the spotlight on them and people are like next to them going, hey, that's White Rabbit. And uh, these are like dumbasses from like fucking Camden, New Jersey. Man, White Rabbit, look that. Woo! And then uh, they, you know, they just go around the arena and then there's a door. They got a door on the stage. Yeah. When they like build that? Hart. I'm starting. I'm starting to sound like uh, I'm still, Kevin Hart. There's door on stage. I don't know why doors on stage. There's door on stage. And then there's <laughs> a lot of light coming through the door, and then the door boom, and then the door opens, and it's uh, Bray Wyatt. And I, I think I feel strongly in this, and I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I think he's fatter than he's ever been. <laughs> I, I couldn't get a good uh, get a good assessment of that. To be honest, I couldn't get the full. And, and 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 kids, what I'm about to tell you, do not try this at home. Say that before <laughs> I say this, but I actually watched this part after I left work last night and had it on my phone on the way home. Yeah, in the car do and driving. Don't so I was do trying that, to watch this. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Brian's going. Brian's going through the cookout like it's uh, two o'clock in the morning or something, watching fucking the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, man, it's amazing. Uh, but yeah, I, I was trying to watch it, and and I, it's like. Man, that whole that whole stick took forever. I mean, okay. I understand it's a big deal, but it's like I would have edited it down a little bit because the payoff wasn't really there. I mean, he just appears and he got some, a nice little pop with the lantern and stuff. But you know, just keep it simple, man. Just well, I, I mean, I, I do have to admit the crowd went crazy. I'm not even going to front on that. I mean, the crowd went ape shit, and they did. Uh, the, they had all the cell phones up, and they were they were chanting something. And my lady friend goes, "What? What were they chanting?" And like I think the chant was "Holy shit!" Holy shit! Yeah, definitely. Holy, some holy, holy shit! shit there. Over and over again, they were chanting very loudly. In fact, it was almost suspiciously loudly, like it was being sort of crowd sweetened or something. It did seem a little clear. Well, yeah. It's like okay, we're gonna get a bunch of people back by the gorilla position. You guys can just very spontaneous. Holy shit! Holy shit! Because it's Philadelphia. Yeah. It's Philadelphia. They would have really been chanting fucking shit. That's what they would have been chanting. <laughs> right. So Bray Wyatt comes out. He's got the lantern. And he's, I think he he says, I'm back or I'm here or something. And then, and then, and then he blows the thing out and then we're done. But they were, the, the crowd popped big for it. He got a huge reaction out of that. Um, I, I watched, a, I went back in, earlier today, actually, and, and uh -huh. was looking online and saw and watched a seven-minute version of somebody who filmed it with their phone. Like from wow. up in the stands, wow! From like it causes at the beginning, it's still playing like the the Matt Riddle music, you know, <clears throat> after his win, and then it shows the lights go out, and people did go crazy. They got their phones out, but I, it seemed and and again, this could be you know because this guy was up 
in the in, in the second level or whatever but it's the the crowd seemed to wane off of cheering the longer it went on until he came out of the door and then they picked it back up again but i think it was just i don't know it just seemed to me like it like it was kind of drawn out a little bit longer than it should have been uh, and i get it bray wyatt's uh, uh, he's mr creative he's got to have all this stuff going on and 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 I guess it might be a big deal to some people, but I don't. I, I just seemed like it went on for. Two, I don't know. It just seemed like it kind of. Uh, I don't know. The the end of it didn't justify all the all the bells and whistles. Why are you? And, why are you and I not as excited as everybody else is? I don't know, man. Return of Bray because we're we're afraid he's going to be like fucked up and and like they don't know how to use him. That's what I'm saying. Thank you because the last run after the families kind of split up, you know, and Brody went his way and all and, yeah. and Braun Strowman and everything. I he just, and the whole Seth Rollins thing, remember when Seth was acted so scared of him and I remember. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And just that whole run of Bray was just forgettable, man. As great as it was at one point with the fun house and stuff. And I never, to be honest, dude, I never really got into the Alexa part of it. Well, I never, I- at first, I was going long for the ride, but that's that stretched on, and I wanted hot Alexa back so bad. Yes, yes, I, we, so I think bad. we definitely agreed on that. And, and then they and were all know, like, I, they were just like, "We're selling so much merch and all these bunnies and shit." Right. We're selling, and it's like, ah, God, would you just? I'm dying. And then eventually, they had they finally had to kill it. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't know. I guess I, I guess it just left a bad taste in our mouth. Maybe uh, that last run, and I'm just. Until I'm convinced that this is going to be back on par to where it was at one point, like I said, when it was pretty hot and and I actually couldn't wait to see it each time, I'm I'm still going to be skeptical on this, you know. So we don't. And the other thing we don't know is like he's going to be on SmackDown or if he's going to be on Raw, right? Right. Like we don't right. know if he. I mean, I think he should be on Raw because I think that show needs that. I think SmackDown's in pretty good shape. I think SmackDown overall is fairly entertaining, even. You know, I think the Usos and Sami Zayn are are keeping Raw fine, and the oh women's God. stuff on Raw is fine. Yes, but I would, to me, if I'm if I'm you know Comcast, USA Network, whatever, I'm like, could we have that? Could that be on our show, please, sir? Well, SmackDown uh, these days does seem to get the, I don't want to say the cream of the crop, but they seem to get the more interesting. Uh, people and, and acts on their show uh just because it's a fox primetime thing and i think that's very noticeable for like you said the people at usa going hey uh whew, remember us over here hey uh so I, I yeah i would i think he needs to go to raw too but you never know man it's the season premiere of raw monday night is that it is that, is oh, that okay. coming up this week or was that last week? I guess. I don't know. I know see. SmackDown was the season premiere, so I don't know if Raw was. I think the this is the, the season premiere because they've uh, they've announced a couple of things here. Okay. Okay. So October the fourth, and then tomorrow's the tenth. So yes, this would make sense. Did did they already do the thing with DX returning? Did they do that last no, week? I don't remember that. I remember yeah. I remember seeing the the promo thing for it, but I couldn't I, I, unless I missed it. Here last, it is on last week. This is on Wrestle Talk. This is the October. Yeah, they're coming to this. They're going to do the DX thing this week. This coming, coming up. Monday. Yeah, coming up okay. tomorrow night okay. as we record this. It's going to be gotcha. 
the DX reunion on uh, the season premiere of Raw is War. <laughs> uh, live from uh, Barclays Center in Brooklyn, Extreme Rules Fallout. DX returns to celebrate 25th anniversary. Undisputed WWE champion Roman Reigns and the Bloodline, speaking of Sami Zayn and uh, the Usos, return to Raw. Uh, Dude, Jonathan. I'm going to tell you what. I, I love that act right now. I just want to say that whole Sami Zayn thing. I didn't really catch on at first. I was just like, whatever. But the more this goes on, God, this is like the Bray Wyatt I was talking about when it first started happening. I, it's like, I can't wait for that shit now. I, I love, I, I can't wait to see where this is going, I guess. this And a lot of that is because you have to give Sami Zayn complete credit for that. Oh, God, yes. As much and as I, I love this the just shows, Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, I think that, that Sammy, it just shows how much he's kind of been held back by Vince, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, Johnny Gargano against Austin Theory and Johnny Gargano's wife. You've seen now Candice LeRae back in WWE as well. We haven't covered that, but she's back. Um, Bobby Lashley defending his United States Championship against Seth freaking Rollins on the uh, premiere of Monday Night Raw is War on the USA Network. Three big hours. Don't you dare miss a bit of it or I'll kick your ass. And we do have some announcing changes at uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. You did hear about this, right? Yes, yes. Jimmy Smith has officially parted ways with WWE. Now, I did read a story where he had a note about something, and Triple H was about oh, Triple great. H, like, like yeah. telling him that he was fired before he was telling him he was fired. Right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell that to uh, Cole. And he goes, well, why would I tell huh? that to Cole if I'm going to be announcing the match? That? Uh, uh, uh. Uh, uh, wait a minute. Let me, th okay. I get it now. All right. Uh, he seemed to be pretty, you know, whatever about it. He's like, yeah, that's the business. Oh, well, I like Jimmy Smith and he seemed like a nice guy, but he was, I mean, he was basically tofu, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, he is being replaced by as Raw's play by uh, play announcer by Irishman, Kevin Patrick. The latter has served as a backstage reporter for WRB since March of last year and has taken on play-by-play -play duties on main event as well as serving as host of Raw Talk. Former NXT star Corey Graves will keep his spot as Raw's color commentator. Your SmackDown team is going to be Michael Cole and Wade Barrett. And I, they made their debut on Friday. Yeah, I, I don't mind that. And then like the paper the pay-per-views are going to be like Cole and Corey Graves, I think is the the plan yeah, at, at present. Yeah, so they, they've shaken things up, and that's how that works. I, I I don't think the announcing is bad on Raw I or any of the W. I just don't think it's good. But again, when you have Excalibur as your fucking main play-by-play -play guy, the bar is set tremendously and tragically low, I think. Well, also, you have like four to five announcers up there too. So that that kind of – and I'm not, I'm not taking away from them individually, but if when you have four or five anybody – announcing anything it takes away from whatever's going on to me you know I, I mean that's i think that was one of the one of the things they were trying to get rid of in wwe with some of these three-man teams on uh on announcing yeah you know you don't need that shit anymore i think that is another positive step for uh triple h who overall is doing only a mediocre job but only has to do really a mediocre job at this point because his so-called competition is basically handing him the whole deal um <laughs> There was some good. I was reading of some good stuff because nobody saw it, but I was reading that uh, Bound for Glory had a pretty good pay per view. I Impact saw that. I was reading about that. 
Mm. Um, Frankie Kazarian, your new Impact Wrestling X Division champion. Beat your boy. Yeah. I don't know. I could do it. I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I don't uh, know. I, 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 I don't know. That's kind of... I mean, I like Frankie Kazarian, but it was kind of out out of left field there. They just do some weird shit for the hell of it. Uh, Kazarian apparently made uh, Speedball Mike Bailey, who we may be able to see next Sunday. We're looking Hope forward so. to possibly seeing him in action. Um, and he captured the X Division title, and we don't really know why Frankie Kazarian is allowed to. Part of the Moxley deal, they said, was that he will be allowed to do some stuff with New Japan, but not with other promotions. And then I think last night he was in the GCW main event. Did you did you read about that at all? Yeah, mm-hmm. Nick Cage. It was Nick Cage. Fucker. And then I think uh, the artist formerly known as Big Cass was involved. Oh, yeah, that's right, at the end. Somehow, some way. What is he, W. Morrissey now? W. Morrissey. That's what he is. He's W. Morrissey. <laughs> uh, he got involved. In I loved him in The Smiths. He was, what, are they, what are they doing? What's that about? Um, Nick Wayne against Sean Skywalker was in the GCW thing. That's how they open it. Nick Wayne is uh buddy Wayne's kid. The one that's like 17 or something years old. He's already got the, the holding deal with the all elite wrestling. Oh yeah. He's, yeah. That guy. He's really good. Um, and then black Christian versus gringo loco versus Jimmy Lloyd versus Shane Mercer versus B boy versus Leo rush. Leo rush is your winner. In a scramble match, there's Nick Wayne against Sean Skywalker, and Sean Skywalker wins. Ali Catch versus Sawyer Wreck, Tony Deppin versus Yamamoto. I don't know these people per se. Sawyer Wreck wins versus uh, via pinfall, and then Tony Deppin beats uh, Yamato. Good Lord. Uh, Joe Janelle is still being employed by somebody, and then Grits Gresham against Jordan Oliver in the GCW. <laughs> I don't understand this at all. Mr. Jordan Grayson and title versus career Moxley versus Nick Gage with Dewey Donovan, whoever that is in the GCW championship. Uh, I hope there was a pizza cutter involved in this one. Let's um, Moxley sidestepped a charging gauge and the challenger went crashing into the glass after keeping gauge grounded. The champion set up a pane of glass covered in barbed wire. Bryant. Oh, God, come home to quality. Come home to Anderson out of nowhere. W. Morris Shark entered the jumping. ring and chokeslammed Moxley through the glass. Moxley managed to get his shoulder up after Gage crawled over for a pin attempt. So he has a giant seven-foot man slamming him through glass with barbed wire. That doesn't get the job done. No. That doesn't get the job done. <laughs> Your winner and new GCW world champion, Nick Gage, via the pinfall. After the match, the GCW locker room came down to the ring to celebrate. Gage took to the microphone and told everybody to give up for Moxley. Gage said he had a lot of respect for Moxley because he could do all of those drugs. What? Does it say that? What? No, what? no, it doesn't, it doesn't say that. Oh. Whew. And for telling AEW he'll wrestle wherever he wants, Gage said he wouldn't be able to win the title without the fans. Gage mentioned that GCW was the best promotion going. Gage told the haters to come and find him. The new champion engaged with the fans once again to close the show. That's that was your GCW uh, deal. From there, let me see the rest. Okay. Of it. Let me see the rest of the Impact uh, Bound for Glory results because the Eddie Edwards match was supposed to be like really, really good. Yeah, that was long. It was like thirty minutes long. Uh, pre-show starts with Brian Myers, the most professional wrestler. I love that. Yeah. Uh, 
Brian Myers retained his digital media championship against Dirty Dango, who we are Dirty Dango, AML Zone. Ladies and gentlemen, the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame, your newest inductee. Did you see who it was? Oh, uh, yeah, it was uh, uh, Raven, right? Scotty the Body. That's right. Raven being inducted into the uh, Impact. Because when you think of Raven, you think of Impact Wrestling. I <laughs> know. That is kind of weird. We mentioned the X Division Championship with Speedball Mike Bailey losing to Frankie Kazarian by uh, submission. Mickey James defeats Mia Yim. This is the other thing that I'd like to say about All Elite Wrestling. And I love Madison Rain. And I think we mentioned this when they hired her. Like, ah, she's going to be in charge of the women now, right? Madison Rain? Yeah, something like that. If you're going to pick like one person who's ever been associated with Impact Wrestling and you were going to like, I got to hire them away and let them be in charge of my women's division, who would it be, Bryant? Uh, wow. Wouldn't it be Gail a, Kim? Wouldn't it probably be Gail Oh, Gail yeah. Kim? Oh, God, yeah. For that, for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't you say, here, Gail Kim, here's a couple hundred thousand dollars and you run my women's division, right? I kind of thought that's what her deal was when she came back there anyway. Well, that, uh, You know, that's kind of what I assumed. Wouldn't that, I, I think that would be the person that most of us would agree with. Eh, that's it. Uh, well, um, yeah, you would think. It's not exactly how that worked out. No. Um, I, I don't know, man. But you know what, though? I I did go back and, and I watched uh, I, I, on, uh, I guess it was this past um, week, a few days ago, or last night, I guess, the uh, Impact, okay. whatever the... You know, the most recent Impact? The most recent Impact, yeah. And it was... Uh, no, wait a minute. I'm talking about Madison Rain. I'm thinking... Um, AW, but it I, was on the last AW. I saw her match. I saw I saw and read some people, you know, giving her some shit because of kind of what you just said about her coming in and being the uh kind of the the mentor for some of these younger females in AEW. And you know, she's not that bad. I watched the match with her and Sky Blue against um whoever they were up against. I can't remember now, but they they were fine. That she Look, Madison Rain is not God dang. She's not Lita. She's not Trish Stratus. She's no. not Natalia. But she's she's better than people I think are giving her credit for. At least what I was reading. I mean, it's I don't know. I I, I think they were just being a little too harsh on her. And I went back specifically to watch that match because I missed it the first time. And I, I, I recorded it. Went back and watched. And she. I, I just didn't. I just don't see it, man. And I'm looking for it. I, I'm, I'm sitting there specifically looking for what people are, you know, bitching about or whining about. But I, I, like I say, she's not perfect. But they, they were. And I'll tell you somebody else. And I've, and I've said some shit about these two before, probably in the past. But I, I like them, and I, I just think they were young, and they were still up and coming, and they kind of still are. Is, is, is Ty Mello and, and, and uh, Anna J. I don't know if you saw their tag team match on Rampage. It was okay. Yeah, it was okay. okay. I, and again, and I was reading, you know, how crappy it was and they should be ashamed and all this da da da. And I specifically went back and watched it again and to to see what I missed. And I, I again, I they're not Natalia, they're not strict. But it wasn't any but it wasn't that bad. It really wasn't no. that bad. They're much better than they used to be. They made a lot of Oh, I agree. Improvements oh, I that. think they I think they they compared to a year or so ago, 2 years ago, however long Man, they're leaps and bounds, dude. 
Um, Impact Knockouts Team Championship, Taya Valkyrie and Jessica defeating Deanna Parazzo and Chelsea Green to win the titles. It was a fairly short title reign for those two, wasn't it? Seemed like it. Uh, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett retaining their Impact World Tag Team Championship over Chris Saban and Alex Shelley, speaking of short title reigns. This one is the one. Your old friend uh, Bully Ray is back in the title picture. Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) The Call Your Shot gauntlet match won by this newcomer by the name of Bully Ray. Young rookie Bully Ray. (laughs) (laughs) The up-and-comer. Is that like one of those deals where it's like, could you guys like stop paying me? No, we cannot stop paying you. It's not possible. Well, you know what? I'm going to go backstage and hit somebody. Doesn't matter. We're still going to pay you. And we're going to send you home. You don't have to work for your money. <laughs> Royal Rumble rules with the final two engaging in a singles bout to determine the winner. The prize is to call your shot. It's basically money in the bank. That's essentially what it was. Yeah. PCO, Rich Swan, Heath, Giselle Shaw, Bobby Fish, uh, Steve Macklin, Moose. How does this intergender thing? I, I didn't actually see I mean, it. So how does that work? I don't know, I mean, but how I is like that fair to the females. I don't know, but I like that killer Kelly chick. I'm just gonna. Say I like that her right too, now. man. I, I like she, her too. She's cool. I, we haven't talked about her, but I like her a lot. Uh, the final four was Swan, Macklin, Fish, and Bully Ray. So somehow it came down to four dudes. I, I had no idea. How about that? I, I this is some <laughs> some really good impact booking. Uh, Macklin clotheslined Swan off the apron, and Macklin reversed an Irish whip on Fish to send him packing over the ropes. Bully and Macklin engaged in a singles match as the final two. Bully dodged a running knee in the corner to smash Macklin with the bully bomb for the win. There he is. <laughs> Your winner, ECW original Bullshit Ray. <laughs> Thank you. Great. There that he was is. Awesome. There he is. Bullshit Ray. Impact Knockouts Championship. Jordan Grace, who is kicking ass and taking names. She's having a couple of really good years. She retained against uh, Masha Slamovich. I was afraid she was going to lose that match, man. I'm glad she won. Uh, she's she's just great. She's had a – like in terms of her bodybuilding, what she's done with her physique and what she's done with her work and what she's done with her attitude and everything, I think has been tremendous. Remember what she told us at WrestleCade last year? Right. That, that she was thinking seriously about dropping wrestling altogether and just – Focusing on bodybuilding because she and why and why was that the bullshit and why did she say that why why did she say that she enjoyed bodybuilding maybe more than pro wrestling because of the bullshit that's right the The backstage bullshit in bodybuilding is way less than it is in wrestling and you've seen it this year in spades in all elite wrestling right right oh god yes and then eh, so what some people are saying could be a, a match of the year contender. Josh Alexander retaining against Edward Edwards. Lots of honor, no more shenanigans. Lots of Alexander being a freaking stud. No disrespect to Edwards, who pulled more than pulled his weight. According to this writer from Cage Side Seats, he targeted the champ's neck with his offense. Honor, no more. Swarm again after the bell. Bully Ray shows up with his new trophy. It seems like he might cash in on the wounded champion, Josh Alexander, but then shows he's got some honor left that helps Alexander clear the ring. Bully holds up the belt and promises to be Josh's toughest challenge. Alexander takes it back, and that's a wrap for, uh, there you go, Bound for Glory, Impact Wrestling pay-per-view. There it is. Any other closing notes on another award-winning episode of Katie Vick is Alive Alive? Yeah, a couple things. Um, Legado del Fantasmo, is that right? Mm -hmm. I love them. 
I'm glad they're back on SmackDown. I'm glad my girl uh, Zelina is. In case you missed that on SmackDown, they beat the shit out of Hit Row. Yeah, before that, as soon as they hit the ring, pretty much they were beating. They had they had uh, masks on, and Zelina, who looks, I don't know, about twenty shades darker than the last time I remember her. I don't know what happened. I don't know if the tanning bed went off or what happened there. She, she (laughs) I think it's the blonde hair, man. She looks fantastic, and the boys had masks on. They unmasked, and then, as you said, the uh, Phantasmo guys. Uh, introduced themselves to America, and they, and suddenly you might may have also seen on SmackDown, Max Dupree said, "I'm tired of not being LA Knight anymore." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I'm glad they got rid of it, and they just <laughs> they just to make any bones about it, did they? It and he's no got casual the, transition or anything. Fuck this, I'm going to be LA Knight again, and he's going to fight Mansoir. So he's he's tired of the. Uh, He's tired of the maximum male models altogether. He's sick of them. He's turned on them. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, and his, I, I, his still say, I still say that, that that act could have gone over if it was done right. I, I really do, man. <clears throat> I thought they were I thought they were in a good spot with it. I thought the, the feud against Hit Row was going to make it, you know. But Well, I, you know, I, me too. And I, and I think they turned them into a, a comic act instead of a legit, you know, kind of we can beat your ass even though we look kind of – feminine kind of guys you know the way mm-hmm. we pose and that sort of thing i just don't think they did it right man and i, I that's too bad but i i can't complain about la night though so I, i'm glad that's coming back I, I, I didn't like the max dupree i mean i like the max dupree as far as him being a part of it and, and giving them some positivity but damn now that he's gone forget it you know um once again, we'll mention that uh, Amazon Prime Days are coming up the 11th and the 12th. Shop at our Amazon store, katievic.com. Bryant can be followed on social media at Bry Sports on Instagram and also on the Twitter machine. Our show Twitter proper is at Katie Alive. So you can tweet us there. I'm at Britt Whitmire, B-R-I-T-T-W-H-I-T-M-I-R-E. Some postseason baseball stuff and Raiders bitching and stuff like that on my personal account. And on Instagram, it's B-Dub for Reels. B-D-U-B number four, R-E-E-L-Z. And uh, we appreciate all of your support. I know we haven't been able to do these as consistently as we wanted to. Hopefully, we get back in the swing here as October rolls around. You know, we're just really close to rolling into WrestleMania season here, Brian. Uh, you know, Royal Rumble is coming up. It's coming up. You, you, Cody, the return of Cody is just around the corner. It's got to be, Brian. It's got to be. Fingers crossed. I believe in Santa Claus, and I believe the guy with the nasty-ass bruise on his chest coming back in January. These are things that I I believe in. Until next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week. And until then, so long for now.